Lunchtime Live on News Talk. Brought to you by Green and Blacks. A rich, smooth, and truly delicious chocolate experience. And it's Financial Matters with uh, the MD of Prosperous Financial and the author of How to Be Good With Money, Owen McGee, joins us here on Lunchtime Live on News Talk this afternoon. If you've um, any questions you want us to put to own and get answers to today, you can send them in to us here in the studio 53106 at a cost of 30 cent or you can drop us an email as well. It's lunchtimelive at newstalk.com. Owen, thanks for being with us again today. Um, the first one in for you this afternoon. We are a couple in our late 30s with a mortgage. We have a significant value of savings in our bank account that are now on a zero interest rate. We wish to move to a larger, more expensive home in the next couple of years, but we'll be waiting until the economy picture regarding COVID becomes much clearer. Our current savings are in excess of the 20% required deposit, but we would require some additional debt from the bank. What is the best thing to do with our current savings at the minute? Should we pay off the existing mortgage or consider other short-term saving options? Now, this really depends on when the plan to move comes in. So if they're going to move in the next five years, unfortunately, they're just going to have to put up a crap interest rates on the savings. That's what they need to do because they can't afford to take the chance of putting into a long term investment and it just doesn't perform for them. And five years is always the tipping point for a long term investment. But really what you have to accept is is that if you're not going to put into a long term investment and you don't want to put up a crappy interest rates, the other kind of natural selection process would bring you to let's just clear it off the mortgage the big problem you have with clearing it off the mortgage is is you actually don't know what position you're going to be in in two or three years time when you walk in to get the new mortgage for the new house and by putting it off the mortgage you've reduced one of your options you can always walk into the bank in two or three years time say we have a mortgage we've got all of these savings we can use these savings to reduce the mortgage amount or we can use and you you start laying out all the options Once you cleared it off the mortgage, you don't have the savings anymore and you're stuck with just, I need this bigger loan. So leave as many options on the table for as long as you possibly can and have a discussion with your bank in a few years time when you're ready to buy the house. Um, And that's that's the simplest I can give you. I would not suggest if you're doing this in the short term that you go and clear it off the mortgage because you want to have as many options available to you. Just on mortgages, Surika as well, she's got in touch with us and she says that her late dad was a guarantor on her mortgage. So I thought he was 68 years old and the mortgage is 35 years the bank are saying that he was joint and are making me now reapply for a new mortgage now that he's deceased can they do this yeah you see a lot of people thought that this was just a guarantor and ended up with as a joint applicant and it has caused like people like obviously when the application and if you go searching through these things you'll find that the bank has absolutely covered themselves but people's understanding of what was going on was different to what they were actually signing um yeah, they will. They can ask you to reapply for the loan. But the reality is, is that they kind of have to give you the mortgage. They're kind of just as stuck as you are. Like, I wouldn't be fretting over the fact that um, they're going to say, OK, you can't afford this mortgage. They're in just as much okay. bother with this as you are. So I would just like your father has passed away. And um, this could be a very different situation, for example, in a separation where the bank says well, you want to remove somebody off it. The bank can just absolutely refuse in a separation to say, no, we want you both left on it. Um, but in, a, in, in this situation, I think the bank will have to work with this person to try and get it across the line. I wouldn't be overly concerned about it. It's an interesting one for separations, Andrea, actually, when you think about okay. it, because in a separation situation, the bank is looking at it and saying, and in legal terms, if you have two parties on a mortgage, both people are 100% responsible for paying back that mortgage. It's not like it's 50-50 or anything. It's 100% each. So that means the bank practically has a 200% guarantee. They have 100% from person A and 100% from person mm. B. So they're always very slow in, in a separation agreement to pull one person's name off the mortgage. Okay. Um, 
just actually on that and on the guarantors for for mortgages, can you still get that now, Owen? It's it's something that's just not really happening anymore. Banks don't have an appetite for it. Like they, and and even when you think about how tight the central bank rules are and all of the different things that have changed, it was something that you used to get ten plus years ago. But uh, it's not really a thing. Joint applicants might be a thing, but the problem with a joint applicant is if you put someone sixty years of age onto your mortgage with a thirty year old, it's usually the older person's mm. age that determines when the loan has to be finished by. So um, it can really shorten the term and it becomes less attractive. So it's, it's a not gift, really then. a thing. Yeah. It's not a really a thing. It's an older school thing when banking was a bit more simple and it was because the bank manager knew your mammy and daddy or mammy or daddy and okay. said, ah, yeah, you're good for the money. All right. And a separate point, Laura's got in touch with us here and she says, if you can put 60-40 accounts in kids' names as a saving fund for when they're older or does it have to be in your own name? Sorry, can you put the 60-40? You can put it into a 60-40 portfolio for kids' names and it can be quite useful because one of the things we're allowed to pay for in life is we're allowed to pay for our kids' college education. We're allowed to pay a reasonable contribution towards our kids' weddings. Um, But when we pay for other things like a deposit for a house, that's not considered by revenue a reasonable cost of up, of upbringing for your child. So when you give money for deposits for houses, it comes off the allowance you're allowed to give your kids. So you're allowed to give your children €335,000 in their lifetime. If you give them twenty five grand for a deposit for a house, it comes off that three thirty five. One of the things people will often say in my private practice is, I really want to help them with the deposit for a house. So what we will often do is set up a special savings vehicle that allows them to pass that money. We won't get too technical with it, but they can pass that money that 25,000 over to the kids in the years to come but it doesn't come out of that 335 but a 60-40 portfolio can be for somebody for an adult it can be in the kids names it can be in the adults names when it's in kids names it's typically just set up in mm. well, it's it's more like in trust than it is um, any other way and most financial pl- advisors or planners worth their salt will be able to do that for you and okay. advise you what's right for you because remember you set it up in the kids name once the money is gone you're not getting it back even if that two-year-old turns into a I don't know, a a gangster at 18 years of age, you're not getting the money back off them. It's their money. Okay. Just when you talk there about that, I know we've mentioned inheritance and we get a lot of questions in here to to News Talk, to the programme about um, inheritance and the best options. And we spoke about it last week. But just when you talk about the house deposit, if a parent is gifting a child a deposit for a house, um, you talked about the wedding and and some people wanting to help their their children out with weddings. Does that not come off inheritance, the sum total as well? No, revenue say that you can put a reasonable contribution towards your child's wedding. Now, they've been pushed a couple of times on what does reasonable mean. Mm. There was one definition at one stage, provided you're not um, getting a massive flamboyant wedding in Marbella, or provided Robbie Williams isn't singing at it, or you have like a celebrity financial planner speaking after the after dinner speech, like Owen McGee or something. (laughs) Oh, then the price will really skyrocket. (laughs) Yeah, like it's really down to whether or not you, um, it's considered reasonable. So, like, let's face it, it's fairly traditional that the, that one of the parents, my God, I could get shot for this one, but that the father of the bride may pay for the, the meal. And that's reasonable or some type of reasonable contribution. And I'm not allowed, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this or not on air, but just don't take the piss. Like, right. that's the, the real rule of thumb. Just don't yeah, mess around okay. with it and you'll get away with it. Good stuff. Um, please ask Owen, what's the best route for a home improvement loan? We're looking at um, 30 to 40 grand. We believe we won't have an issue getting a credit union loan, but we're unsure what is the best option. Should we be looking at um, remortgage options too? Actually, this is one of the things. What I would always say is, is topping up your mortgage should be, is, is generally okay if you're adding value to your home. So, 
topping up the mortgage to like to to get new curtains or bed linen doesn't make any sense at all but when you're doing a decent extension that's going to add value long term i have no problem sticking it on the mortgage it'll be the cheapest rate you're going to possibly be able to get and it'll be stretched out over a reasonable length of time if that's what you want to do some people would say oh i don't like i can afford to pay it back over five years and the bank wants me to do it over 20 years just make extra repayments have that part of the loan gone in five years time if you want to if that's your real goal but in a situation like that absolutely use the value of the house to try and secure the loan because it's the cheapest type of money you can possibly get now ideally do it from savings but if you're doing this anyway and you're going yeah. to borrow money try and do it from a more try and do it from a mortgage perspective and rule that option out before going to the okay. credit union or anybody else i have an email here too at lunchtime live at newstalk.com our mortgage is currently seventy six thousand with ulster bank house is worth roughly three hundred and twenty thousand. we want to get an extension next year do you recommend that we go to the bank or to a broker i also have an apartment in my own name worth approximately two hundred thousand. i have a hundred and fifty left with EBS should we put the two mortgages together and get a top up for the extension be careful about putting a mortgage from an investment property onto your own home because it starts to muddy up the amount of interest that applies to the investment property and what you can write off against the rent and it's a whole tax issue there so just be careful about muddying the two of them together and um, you might get a better rate by putting it on your own home but just be worried I, what i would say it sounds like that person has a couple of different banks involved sounds like there's a few decisions to be made i'd strongly suggest they go to a broker a broker should be able to give them their options a decent broker will actually turn around to them and say you know what the best thing for you to do is to go back to your own own bank if that's the best thing to do don't be worried about paying a fee for the consultation to the broker um because it just means you know you're getting completely impartial advice and mm. um, that they don't have to sell you something to keep the lights on so i would get that person to get an overall review of where they're at because even at seventy six thousand on a three hundred thousand mortgage there's some really really cheap mortgages out there and um, that you you might be able to avail of and a broker will scan the entire market and say yeah you're better off moving here or you know what you're better off staying with your own bank because they've got some of the best rates for the type of position you're in okay all right well listen as always my thanks own mcgee the managing director of prosperous financial and author of how to be good with money uh, thanks for joining us here um this thursday afternoon on lunchtime live of course owen will be back again uh, this time next week and um, if you have any further questions or queries for him you can get them into us and we will put them to him next Thursday Lunchtime Live on News Talk brought to you by Green and Blacks a rich smooth and truly delicious chocolate experience